Hello and welcome to another episode of the Public Affairs in Practice podcast and my usual plea just at the start to like and share and review if possible the podcast on your favourite platform that all really helps other people find it. In this episode I want to suggest that you need to be active and always need to be active in your reputation management. Reputations need to be built, managed and protected and for me that means being active rather than passive when it comes to reputation management. Now, this doesn't mean playing everything out in public all the time. That could be counterproductive. So what are the practical steps that you should take? Well, some organisations believe that reputation management has to be played out in public. Now, that in turn means having a charismatic leader capable of speaking in public and enjoying a high profile. But that sort of, for me anyway, conflates the public and private or internal approach to reputation management. I think you can actively manage your reputation but without doing so in public. An organisation really needs to be active, but not necessarily public. The best and most effective reputation management is conducted internally. This then provides the protection externally, especially if a crisis hits. And many organisations don't want, or indeed need, a high public profile. Others do not have the senior leadership team that would lend itself to such an approach. Others still may be slightly frightened by the prospect of raising their public profile. But none of this should mean that they lapse into a passive approach when thinking about reputation management. So what are the differences between having an active and a passive approach to reputation management? I think there's a list here. I think there's a, a passive approach doesn't do a series of things. I think it doesn't keep pace with changing stakeholder and societal expectations. It doesn't challenge teams internally to reflect those expectations. It doesn't address behaviours and existing practices. It doesn't learn from the good work of other organisations. It doesn't plug into politics and policy making. And it doesn't maintain networks and contacts. It doesn't take the time to understand what stakeholders think of the organisation. It doesn't build partnerships. It doesn't keep those partnership arrangements current. It fails to build alliances. It doesn't have an established crisis plan. Or if it does, it's not regularly maintained. It doesn't consider the skills of the team, even when members of the team move on and new people join, which invariably happens to all organisations. And it doesn't prepare senior leadership teams for media and political scrutiny. And none of those actions are conducted in public. They're largely internal or private actions. If an organisation believes that reputation management is about commenting in public through thought leadership, generating media coverage, having an active social media presence, then I don't think they're dealing with the fundamentals. With those fundamentals in place, an organisation is then in a position to be more public, but only if they want or need to be. None should feel pressurised to do so. Certainly a higher public profile can help many organisations, but a good reputation with key audiences that matter should always be the focus of activity. There can also be a gradual change from a passive to an active approach with an appropriate increase in resources over time. That doesn't mean it's a big bang, and that can put some people off or some organisations off. You can do it more gradually over a period of time. And there's no excuse for any organisation not to consider their reputation. The cost of not doing so will be huge and may well be played out in public whether the organisation is a household name or not. So my plea is never to be passive and to always adopt an active approach where it comes to reputation management.